Hi everyone, happy Friday. So welcome to this episode number three installment of Blueprint Across America. I'm Chrissy Manzano, co-founder and CEO of Blueprint, where we help companies get stronger through guided expansion across the Southeast. So in this series, we're aiming to speak with really talented and thoughtful professionals from cities and states across the country on a range of business and management topics. And so at this time for today, I'm very pleased and excited to introduce you to my friend and someone I consider the ultimate boss lady, Sam McKenna, founder (laughs) of Hashtag Sam Sales. So Sam, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me, Chrissy. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure and I'm excited um, for us to chat. I I uh, feel like before we even get into it, we should, and, and I also want you to share what, you know, hashtag Sam Sales is and what you've done with that, um, yeah. but we should, we should probably let our listeners know how we actually met. <laughs> um, so it's, it's quite a funny story. So it was, I think it was 2015, right? I'm almost positive. Um, I think you're right. Yeah, five years ago. Yep. So I was at another company and I was looking to leave that company and was introduced to Sam at on 24 um, for a sales role and she was going to be my boss and we went all the way through it I signed the offer letter I was so excited (laughs) and then the company um, that I was with at the time had countered pretty hard I ended up staying with them which I ended up leaving two years later anyways but I was always so impressed with how you handled that. Um, just because you were obviously bringing someone on, you had everything ready to go. And I essentially was like, I, I can't come over anymore. And you were so professional, so gracious. And so <laughs> it just has always stood out to me. And then ever since then, you have been so helpful. And I like just, you know, working together in professional circles has been awesome. But the, the funny thing about all this is Sam and I have, you know, gotten, I would say closer, especially professionally over the years, but we've never met in person. So we were doing virtual before it was popular or forced. <laughs> it's totally right. I think, you know, you make a, you make a really good point though about um, the, the way we, we kind of handled the, uh, the you possibly coming on board and then not, because I would, I would say as like a great uh, lesson learned for anybody listening look where we are now, right? So Christy and I have had such a great chance to develop our relationship right, all over those five years. Um, and I think this actually speaks to one of the, the mantras that I have for Sam Sales Consulting, which is to call, uh, to, call uh, to be a gracious loser. And we all get into positions, right, where we're hopeful to get the deal, we're hopeful to get a candidate, and sometimes we don't. And I think the way we behave ourselves and the way that we treat others when those things don't go our way, one, speaks volumes, but two, really is meaningful in the long-term relationship that you can develop. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so true. It's so true. And it's, I mean, who would have thought that five years later, this is where we would be at starting our own companies, <laughs> having this conversation right. with my first <laughs> official podcast and having you on. So it's, it's, such a, it's such a neat thing to see how things can come full circle when you handle things graciously in the right totally. way and do that. So I totally agree. Well, tell us before we, cause I know we have some specific questions that we want to go over and ask you, but why don't you give us a, a quick intro of what hashtag Sam sales is for the company that you've started? It's actually, it's actually a funny story about how Sam sales started. Um, and I think it actually happened by accident. 
So I was previously running enterprise sales for LinkedIn, uh, a little company you guys might have heard of, uh, and running their line of business called LinkedIn Sales Navigator. And when I was there, after I'd left, I had planned on taking some time off, but actually I had a bunch of clients that reached out and said, we always think, what would Sam do? We are clueless in some of the ways and processes of sales, marketing, operations, and would you come and help us with it? And I thought, sure, I'll, you know, I'll do this as a little bit of a side project class where I want to go next after a few months off. And I think, you know, just after six weeks, it was so clear that this was perfect. And this is really where, where I was destined to be. Um, so Sam Sales Consulting kind of splits our time in two ways. One, uh, I sit on board and advise a handful of companies. And then in addition to that, I consult a variety of companies from, you know, companies that have a million dollars in ARR to $100 million in ARR. And we really look at everything from sales process to sales leadership, executive coaching, uh, anything that's along the sales spectrum from the most basic to the most advanced thing. Uh, and then in addition to that, I run Sam Sales BDR. Uh, so BDR is for business development rep. And effectively, we employ military and expat spouses. And we uh, have that as your outsourced business development rep system. So if you are a small or scaling startup and you think, I need a salesperson or I need somebody to help me develop more pipeline, but I don't know how to hire, who to hire, what process to use, et cetera. Uh, that's where we come in and proud to say actually as of this morning, about 150 days into launching that line of business that we've just made our 19th client, which we'll be announcing oh, on LinkedIn next week. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. And I, in, and I remember talking to you at this time, or, you know, it was actually not this time. It was probably May or June of last year um, when yeah. you had left LinkedIn. Um, and I had just started something when I was saying I was sure I was going to take like six months off and not do anything just to rest. And you were, you were kind of saying <laughs> the same thing. So just going into a little bit more, what made you really go outside of just clients asking or people coming to you and getting help go, I, I really want to do something on my own, right? And not, yeah. you know, go back um, and be in a, a leadership role for another, you know, uh, founder. Yeah, I think the, um, if I, if I really look at what truly makes me happy and the thing that bleeds through my veins, it is to make a positive impact. Uh, there's nothing that gets me out of bed sooner. I will walk through fire to help anybody and I just love the idea of being able to bring my ideas, my experience, uh, the success that I've had to other people and to be able to scale that out. So I think for me, even when I started to dip my toes into these projects, what was incredible is that a lot of the foundational skill sets that I had, that, again, these skill sets for sales are like breathing to me. They're, they're you know, non-negotiables, just the, the most simple concepts in sales. But I found they were missing for a lot of entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs have great ideas. They see how they can solve challenges in the market, but sales, not really their game. Right. So when I started to see the positive impact um, that could be made to multiple businesses across multiple, you know, verticals and industries and tenure of clients, I think that that was the, the clincher for me. And I thought instead of impacting one company and one set of teams that I'm managing, I'm going to be able to devote my time to a variety of companies and really make the most use out of my time for the most positive impact. And that's what really charged me forward and motivated me to make this an official thing versus just a hanging out in Q4 thing. <laughs> yep. Nope. Absolutely. And it, it's such a good point that you, you make that for, you know, some skill sets 
um, that, that are missing from some entrepreneurs, right? Or just the entrepreneurial community of, of not having that sales background. Obviously you can't have a full background in, in everything that you go in. And there's definitely um, many smart people, right? That are starting companies. But when you look at people that have legitimate sales backgrounds, it is, is it is a little bit more rare. So it's an, it's an interesting setup, but one I think that is very much needed for sure. So completely couldn't agree with you more. So going into key skills and, and competencies, what do you feel are the are the key skills that um, you have contri- that have contributed to your success throughout your career and for starting your own business? I think so. We, you and I, talked about this. I think probably at length um, over the course of of the the years of our, our relationship. But I think one of the most important things, right, is time management. Um, and Chrissy, I think you're you're about to have your your second baby, so nobody knows more <laughs> about time <laughs> management probably than you in balancing everything, especially uh, during during COVID. But um, I think this is one of the biggest things, right? Time management. Are you one accountable to the work that's in front of you? Do you know how to prioritize correctly? Do you know how to say no to the things that either aren't going to advance you or aren't really going to uh, make positive impact to your business? And then do you know how to keep yourself accountable to the promises that you make to your clients? Um, I'll give you, you know, a good example of that. One of the, the people that I'm counseling uh, will take weeks to get back to her clients, even weeks to get back with proposals that they've asked for. And I mean, for anybody that, that has known me for some time, you know that I would, I would sooner die than let 24 hours go, go by without <laughs> a proposal. Um, But I I think that's one of the the most basic things is making sure you've got great time management and accountability to yourself. The other thing that I would say, especially as you start your business, is you need to know how to sell yourself, right? And I think that this is really an underestimated skill set because a lot of people think, well, I've got a, a challenge again, something that I can solve or in the market, I've got a network of friends, I'm just going to go and circulate my product to them and then hope for the best. But the thing is that that's only going to take you so far, right? And that your revenue might not have scaled enough, right, by then to hire someone to help you do that. So it's incredibly important that you know how to do it. You understand the basic mechanics of sales so that you can bring that forward and at least, you know, consult. At least you can sell, sell yourself. You can structure proposal correctly. You know how to set the next meeting time when you're, you know, speaking to a prospect, things like that. Um, I think those are two of the most core things that I see, right? Just that, that ability to self-manage and be self-accountable and then the, the actual uh, ability to sell, and Chrissy, I'm super curious from your perspective too, when you guys started this business, um, how, how does that resonate with you guys or what you've seen? Oh, it's, it's spot on. I, I think I've told you this before, but um, it's, it's always surprising to me when I, you know, complete a project or provide um, an outline or deliverable to someone, right? In, in any, for my whole career to even starting Blueprint. And people are always so impressed. And I don't mean to downplay what we do by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm thinking this is just basic time management and organization in right. a way that is very clear. And it's it's very obvious to me that that is just not something that's a skill set that's missing for a lot of people. And I think part of that is because when I, and we'll go into this a little bit later, but I think there's this thought of like when you own your own business or when you're just, you know, in business in general, you've got to go so fast and fast means, you know, results. And 
Um, right. What I found is that's not true, right? Fast can do action, but it doesn't mean results. And oftentimes it brings you back to square one where you have to start over because you moved without that organization and going through that. Um, and, and also it makes you miss key things like follow, with following up with people um, for proposals yeah. or reaching back right. out. And so you're not, you, you know, you can't execute a plan that's not created. Um, and then, well, yeah. Let's, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and then I, I'd say the second thing is just, um, I, I feel like I've made a career out of saying no, um, which has made me super successful, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I say no more than I say yes, um, to ensure that we focus and prioritize in the right areas, right? Which is hard to do, especially if you have a big client coming to you. That's like, this is what I need and I need it by this time. Right. And you're a startup and you're trying to get things signed or, you're working, you know, for a CEO and they go, I want this now. It is really hard to push back and say, I cannot do that. Here's what I can do. Right. But it, it really does help set you up for success short and long term. I couldn't, couldn't agree with you more there too. I, I think the, the power of no is, is huge. It's incredibly powerful. I think the, the two things that I would say too that um, are important, right, is let's, let's kind of go back to the, the idea of salesmanship. One of the biggest questions I also get from, from my clients is, okay, I sold and I'm now I'm really busy because I'm a consultant and I'm selling, I'm, I'm doing the work that I've sold, but I need to keep pipeline growing. So, you know, I just can't find time in the day to continue selling. And I think that there's also a balance to figuring out, right? This has been a, a great um, lesson and something that I think I've done really well in our first year of business, but figuring out that point where you're really hitting a, a wall in terms of your own hours and when it's time to scale, right? And think yes. about that for yourself. You have to make that time to continue to sell. Otherwise, your business will never grow. You know, you'll continue to collect the same amount of money that you have year and year, maybe with 10, 15% variance, but that's about it. So think about one, making yourself available to continue selling and keep your foot on the gas, right? One, two, I would also make sure that you have no more than... Um, 40% of your business to one client, right? Because they can leave at any time and that can be really debilitating. The other thing that I was going to say, just to your point exactly, um, of having to follow up, right, from a sales process perspective, a lot of the entrepreneurs I work with just aren't so organized <laughs> with that right. stuff. Um, you know, and they, because they've never sold, they just, they send off an email and they assume that someone's going to respond. And I have news for you. They're not going to most of the time. Even right. the responses where we get, where somebody says, I'd love to meet with you. We put on our happy ears. We get really excited. And then we never hear back because we forget about it. So think about where you can scale yourself there too in, in the things that you're not great at, whether aren't your core competencies. Hire an EA. Hire somebody part-time in college that, you know, you can pay a great hourly rate to and you can CC on your emails and they'll remember to follow up and say, did you hear back from this person? Um, I think that that's the hallmark of also a great entrepreneur is knowing what they're not great at and then finding people who are great at that to work yep. with them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think for all these skills too, especially for women, right? Like women uh -huh. are just more commonly, not, not all, but just detailed, right? <laughs> like of how our brain works and, and how we do these things, but you don't often hear of, this is something that you need as a skill set, right? To be successful as an entrepreneur or just in business. And I think, you know, when I look back at my career, and I'm sure you can say the same, there are times where these leadership skills 
were that are so important for running your own business, let alone just being a leader or you almost get pushback, right? Um, right. For, for that, as if, why would you do that? Um, and, and part of it is, you know, it's a little bit different than your male counterparts, but I think it's important for anyone, but especially women looking to, to start a business or do that, to understand that, you know, these are, these are key skill sets that really help you be successful, which is a little bit different of, of a narrative than what you might hear out there. So totally. So how would you describe your leadership style and how it's evolved or changed in becoming a CEO business owner? Um, So I I think it's a great question. So I I think one of the things I always think back to is the idea that your, the company culture starts at the top, right? And we've always talked about this when we were, when we were leaders within organizations, right? And we would look at our leadership above us and um, want for a lot more than we would get or say, this is a great model of someone that I want to emulate. Um, but I, I think one of the things that I'm really cognizant of as a business owner is that there's no one above me, right? And and that's not a that's not a braggy thing. It's a you, you need to think about that the culture and the moves that you make every day are re- are really going to set the culture for your organization and what you're building, right? It does start with you, and your your the buck also stops with you. So I think you know, from a leadership perspective, you know, I've worked for organizations before that um, didn't have great cultures, but I was able to build a great culture on my team because I kind of built that you know umbrella between them and between the, the leadership style that I, I didn't quite align with. Um, but here, what I love about this is that I can really set the tone and set the pace for what our organization does. Um, and I think a couple of things where my, my style has changed. One, just to be super cognizant of it. But then two, you know, I want to make sure that because again, this is, this is my own organization that um, I feel I, I let my my team members be empowered to make decisions to really feel like they have an open door of communication to let their ideas be heard. Um, and it's not to say that I didn't have that before, but I think I, I pursue that even more aggressively now because I know that all of those things can be changed because I, I own this company, right? It's not like right. I'm going to have to make leaps and bounds up uh, a chain of command and hope for the best. Um I think too, you know, in, in ways that it hasn't changed and kind of thinking about a conversation where you and I had uh, in terms of skill sets that's re- that are really important um, or that, it, that were uh, kind of maybe uh, frowned upon uh, when we were in corporate, right, which I think we've all, all had those moments where we've been called something that we're like, really? Um, but I would say too for that, um, you know, I think the things that have always lent to me maybe in a negative way are one... I have a lot of urgency and impatience built into me. I go, go, go. I move fast. I'm, I'm decisive. Um, and I, you know, I've got a lot of expectations for how fast and far we move. And then to that effect, um, I've also been told that I have really high standards, right? Unattainable mm-hmm. standards, which neither of which are incorrect. <laughs> Those are spot <laughs> on about me. Um, right. And, but I think both have lent to a lot of the success that I've seen here. Chrissy, I would ask, ask the same question of you. What, what are, what are your leadership traits that you have changed since owning the company? And what do you think also were, where quote unquote negative traits you've been told that actually make you successful. Yeah, no, it's a great question, which, which by the way, I'd have to say that, you know, saying that you have high expectations, although I haven't worked <laughs> with you at all role, roles. I mean, <laughs> good luck. You were too. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I know that you do, but um, are they inaccurate and are they needed to make things successful? A hundred percent, right? And you do it graciously, right? I think there's a difference in having high expectations where yeah, you sure. are not, you don't have any emotional intelligence, right? Um, versus you have tons. So um, it's just always interesting to me how people push back with that. But yeah, so I mean, for, for me, like my leadership style, I, I almost think um, as weird as this sounds, I've had to become more organized um, than I ever have been before because it's not just the people below me, but I have an entire, I mean, there's no one above me, right? So it's an entire right. company and I have to figure out where I can get help with things because we can't just go and pay a bunch of people salaries, right? And I can't put it just all on two other team members and myself. So trying to be a little bit more strategic on you know, what resources we can use, what that looks like, but also just being, I think I've even had to have this conversation with some people a couple of times of just being more cognizant of how I deliver messages and what I say. I've, I feel like yeah. that's, that's been a strength of mine as a leader. I've really grown into that and embracing it. And I, I feel that that's where I've had a lot of success, but I've had to like step it up even more now being a CEO, right? Because there is yeah. no one else above me to give a different like positive message if I come across in the wrong way. And so it's just a total different level of accountability that I have to like keep myself in check with, um, you know, doing that while being pregnant during a pandemic, it definitely <laughs> strengthens you <laughs> on other level, but it's something that's super important, right? Cause you want to have You're a kidding. great culture. And, um, and I, and I love the fact though, that I don't have to, the buck does stop with me in some instances where I don't have to worry about, you know, someone coming in and, and doing, saying something to a team member that's just going to totally derail them or demoralize them or anything, but it still, you know, makes me have to have a, that higher level of accountability for sure. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, the, so if you kind of go back to um, the reason, the reason that I decided to, to really go forward with, with Sam sales is again, the idea of making positive impact and that goes right back to my people. Right. So I, I think, I, I'm never going to hire somebody on our team that doesn't actively want to be better, right? That yep. hasn't already demonstrated, 100%. you know, yeah, right. And that, that kind of above and beyond that resourceful thinking that, um, you know, let me think outside of the box and, and, and bring value to an organization. But those kinds of individuals also just want to be better. They want to learn. They want to grow. They want to be pushed. They want to, what I always say is they want to set their bars higher than they think that they can achieve. And then they want to hit them. Yeah. And I, I think what's great about that is that my, you know, what I've always communicated to my team is I'm here for your growth. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you be an incredible part of our organization. Um, and I'm going to teach you kind of the things that have made me really successful along the way. And I think you've got the opportunity for me anyway, to show one, why urgency matters how it sets us apart in client engagements from a responsiveness and detail-oriented perspective. And then, you know, the high expectations, right? It's, um, I think it, it is a challenge. I will say that if, sure. if I am your client, best of luck to you. Um, <laughs> <because> <laughs> I do, 
I do have high expectations, right? Sure. But I think yeah. the beautiful part about that is that's what that's exactly what I deliver back to my clients because I would expect no less. And then also when my team sees me do that, they're like, oh, I didn't think to do that. And oh, that's a great extra thing to go above and beyond with. Or that's awesome that she gave all of these things in one email, right? Instead of sending 1,700 emails or thought proactively. There's all these things that go into it where they just learn, you know, without, without failure, they just learn by watching, um, which I love. So got, you have the opportunity to kind of one, change sales for the better through this consulting company. And then two, take all of our, our employees that are here at Sam Sales and really get them to flex and grow in these ways. Yeah, no, absolutely. And when you have a great culture and you really, you know, actually have a business strategy around your values it's incredible what you can accomplish, even with just a few people in a short period of time. Right. So I, I totally agree for sure. So what would you say um, are some of the biggest fears or misconceptions you had about becoming an entrepreneur in general? Um, you know, I, I think that um, it, it is a very, you probably feel this way too. It's a very vulnerable thing to go out on your yes. own, right? It's like you're, you're announcing to the world. I'm, I'm hoping to succeed <laughs> myself <laughs> right. there. I, I have no corporate logo. I have no um, salary. I have no anything and fingers crossed cheer me on. Right. And I think right. that there are also, um, uh, there are always, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pull from, from Taylor Swift here, haters gonna hate. I think there are always people who are kind of rooting for your failure, um, you know, right? Yes. Which is, yeah. which blows my mind. Um, but alas, and so I think that that's one of the scariest things is, uh, especially being somebody who says, you know, I know what it takes to be successful in sales. Well, well, if I know that, I I I better succeed. Otherwise, right. then I don't know right. what I'm talking about, right? Because I haven't been able to sell myself. Um, I, I think that that's one of the scariest things. I, I will say, you know, one of the tough things that I have gone through as an entrepreneur, um, and I, I don't know if you've seen the same thing, but um, as, as I've started to see success, right, Trem tremendous success in the ways that um, I, uh, I, I, I turn down speaking engagements on you know, multiple times a week. Um, I, uh, you know, break records at conferences that I speak at, you know, out of 70 speakers at Outreach's conference this year, um, which Outreach.io is a billion dollar unicorn and, and out of Seattle, if you guys don't know it. Um, but out of 70 speakers, that was the highest attended session with over 8,000 registrants. All of that stuff, right? As wow. I start to see tremendous success, yeah. I struggle with with communicating with people that um, haven't really seen that success, like people from a previous life. Um, so, I, I, for example, I got a call from someone who's like, so how's it going? Like, how's the part-time gig going? And I'm like, well, <laughs> it's a really successful business. And I'm I'm out, you know, up to my eyeballs in, in work and requests and I, I think it's been a challenge for me to qualify our success in a humble way and to also say, like, you're kind of being rude by saying, how's your part-time gig going? I, I, like, I'm not to this level by any means yet, but it always makes me think of um, the movie Notting Hill with Julia Roberts when the, she goes to the dinner and the guy is like, so he's like, what kind of movies are you in? Yeah, you know, it's a rough life. Tell me what you got paid last time. And she's like, $20 million. And he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> So I think that's also, I don't know, have you, have you gone through that where someone's like, what's your, how's your pet project going? And you're like, oh, are, you, are you for real? A hundred percent. It was, it's actually funny. Like one of when, when I, before we announced, cause obviously we've been working on this business for a while, but before we announced in June, 
you know, our official uh, launch of Blueprint, I would have, yeah. and, and I hate to say it was, it was mostly men, unfortunately, not to just put it in, yes. category, but the, the, one of the first questions when people found out I was starting my own company was, well, what are your, what are, what's your revenue goals? What are going to be your financials? Are you doing funding? And I remember thinking one, that just shows here. me how you know nothing about starting a business because right. my first thing <laughs> is to figure out what the business is and how we're going to put that together and then tie the revenue into it. But it was just such a, you know, kind of um, trying to size me up type of thing, or it would, or they would know I was starting a business um, very clearly. And then, so, so what's this thing that you're doing? Like, are you consulting and then just doing this? I got the part-time thing as well. Right. Um, I where I know that they knew what I was doing, uh, but I even, I even had this at um, Keep Trucking when I started the office here. Really? And, oh, that was where, so, I mean, I had people that were in our, you know, I would say my professional circle and friend group that would literally, and it wasn't, I don't want to say it was many because I had a ton of support and it was awesome, but it just baffled my mind how I'd have people literally go and say, I don't need her to get into that company. And she's not really managing or being a GM for that office. I'll sure. just go apply and figure that out myself. And, you know, for whatever, it was like their, their ego of like, she cannot have been more successful than me. So I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and try to get in here and make sure that she has nothing to do with it, which of course no one got in without having a conversation okay. with me. And not that I made all the decisions, right. But it was just, I, I found that it's, it's surprising the amount of energy people will spend on that. Right. For, where Completely. I've always been, you know, I feel like pretty gracious and like cheering um, people on whether I'm in a, a great spot or not. But I think that you're already vulnerable starting a company, right? Like what you said is absolutely you're out there and, it's like, I hope I don't fail. And you hear the stats and all these things, but you really want to try it. And then you have yeah. um, people doing that. And they think that, you know, also I think me having children, right. So I have a daughter and then obviously yeah. I'm getting ready to have my second child, little boy. And it, it, I think that also took some of the seriousness out for some people, um, sadly enough of making it think there's no way that you can start a business and be a mom, right. Let alone be yeah super successful. And, I, and I've heard that my whole career. So I was really excited once I had my daughter to see that that was a total myth. Um, not to say that, that it's not hard, but like <laughs> it, it goes back to organization. It really does organization and prioritization. Um, I now if I was a single mom, this might be a different conversation. Luckily I have an awesome yeah. partner to help me, but I've just found a lot of people put FUD or things out there to try to discourage you from starting a company, but especially for women of going, well, if you want to do that, you're going to have to well, sacrifice and it's going to be only this. And I've just found that that's not like, you know, not true. I, I think for sure. And I, I think this is also where a couple of things you, you need, you really do need to find your tribe, you know, your squad yes. or whatever you want to call them. But um, you need to find the women in your life, either from a mentorship perspective or a friendship perspective that are truly invested in your success and who are going to shoot down your imposter syndrome when it comes up. They're going to be open enough to give you feedback. If you say something that they're like, ah, maybe you should consider this, right? That you really trust their, their guidance. Um, I'll, I'll give a shout out to uh, one of my great friend groups, which where we call ourselves TTC, and I, I'll just leave it at that. Um, but it's just a group of, of five of us who just encourage and root and for each other and support each other. 
I think, um, you know, the, the time, time management thing, just back to that, because I know it is so important. I will say, I also wrote an article about um, my rules of three for busy executives. And one of those, which I think is tremendously beneficial when you're starting your business out is by, and, and I, this has been my mantra for as long as I've been a leader. Um, I give three hours of my time away. And to be frank, I actually doubled it during COVID to six to just you know, extend myself, but three hours of my time every week to something that does not benefit me. Um, so that might be uh, oh, mentoring awesome. somebody. Yeah, right. But but that's that's it. So three hours. And I think what's really difficult, right, especially as you start your business, your calendar could be kind of open. You know, you're like, well, I've got work, three meetings this week. Woo! Um, right. And you might start <laughs> to give more of your time away um, mm-hmm. instead of using that dedicated time to focus on building your business. And certainly as you ramp, right, just think of it as those three hours. And if those three hours are then it goes to the next week. And if those are gone, then it goes to the next week. Because it can be easy to look at our calendar and say like, oh, well, I don't have anything Thursday afternoon. I can do it then. No, you can't. Like your business really needs you, right? Go grow your right. business. So right. just, a, just a good way to be protective of your time too. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. And I, and I feel always giving back and helping others. It just comes full circle. It, it, you will totally. never, ever regret it. It will never hurt or hinder you. It will always help you advance and grow. So I totally agree. 100. So, love it. La- one of my last questions is what advice would you give other women who are considering starting their own company, but they may not be ready to take the plunge? I would say so, especially if you are not ready to take the plunge, um, I would I would say to really, really, really focus on your brand and to focus on a tangible goal of when you do want to take the plunge. So I, I'm advising somebody right now that wants to do exactly that. So within three years, wants to be financially stable enough to, uh, she has breadwinner for her family, she has uh, children as well. So there's a lot of expectations on, on her shoulders. Yeah. Um, but think about these two things, right? So for me, again, kind of a happy accident, but the, and you might be wondering where did the name hashtag Sam Sales came from, come from, um, about five years ago, I guess, yeah, right, right. When you and I started talking, Christy, probably, um, I started posting my uh, sales ideas on LinkedIn and I, the first time I posted it, I posted it under the hashtag and I thought, you know, I can start something. If I ever want to look back at what I've posted, it'll be under this hashtag, but over the course of the years, and it definitely takes time, right? So this isn't an overnight thing, right? Um, But build your brand. So not only build your brand for people who don't know you, right? So you can start to become a thought leader and a subject matter expert, but also build your brand with your clients, especially if these are clients that you want to call on when you launch your own business, right? Because these are the clients that will come back after you launch and say, I've had nothing but exceptional experiences with you. I will hire you. I will refer you. I will do whatever I can to support your business. And I think that that's one was what was so impactful for me starting it, just even starting Sam Sales, even just saying like, I'm going to take some time off and then having so much inbound demand. But then even when I really announced it and I said, I've announced, you know, I'm launching Sam Sales, that the inbound traffic that came, even if it was for, can I pick your brain for one hour? Can I pay you for an hour of your time to get, you know, a sense of this? That brand really helped to pay off and it, it continues to this day. I, I have clients I've never met in person that I've never heard of before I launched this business. Um, and it's all, it all comes back to that brand. 
I think the other thing in terms of setting the the goal for yourself is if you know in 36 months that you want to, let's say that three-year goal for one of my clients, that we we want to, you want to separate yourself from work and you want to be financially responsible and capable um, of, of supporting your family while you launch your business, that means you've got three years to figure that out. You've got three years to save. You've got three years to figure out um, you know, how to sell more if you're in sales to, to capture more revenue. Uh, but you can be really smart and methodical about chasing that tangible goal. And I always think about that because I think for me, honestly, one of the scariest things about becoming an entrepreneur and Chrissy, you might be in the same boat was, you know, and I, and I, I woke up probably in a cold sweat first few months thinking, reminder, you have no salary. Right, <laughs> like right. it is, you know, you're, yeah, you're chasing invoices, you're hoping the clients pay. Um, but I, I think just having that financial stability, it will, will give you the freedom to be able to do it. And I know that seems like, well, no, no kidding, Sherlock, for lack of a better word. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> focus on that and start to build your plan backwards for what you need to do today to make sure you have the capital to be comfortable to go and chase that dream. Yeah. Nope. I could not, I could not agree more. Um, I think that's so important and building your brand is, is also the new way of networking too, right? I think a lot of people don't know how to network and they know it's important, but it's a great way to start connecting with people and sharing your thoughts and being that thought leader, right? LinkedIn is a very powerful platform and you don't have to have been a VP of sales or have this super high title or be in a career for, you know, for a leadership role for five years to start speaking. And I think that's, that's one of the things that I've learned, right. Of just how powerful that is and starting now. Um, And then also I think, you know, You've got to, for, for, especially for women, do not, you know, do not let society tell you what you right. actually can achieve, right? Don't let them say that you can't be a good mom um, or a family, you know, person or for your family and friends if you start a business because you're ha- going to have to give it all up. That is very much not true. Um, it's obviously hard totally. work, but so is everything. And then, you know, again, like you have to try to, to not care about what people think, which is really hard. And even if it's a super small percentage, you have to focus on who's my tribe, who's supporting me. And that's always normally 10 times bigger um, than the, the naysayers, right? But, you know, you're six, even when you're super successful, those naysayers will still be there, but they always move on yeah. right, to other people, right? So it's just, <laughs> you have to go on going, I'm doing this for me. It's something I want to try. Worst case scenario, it doesn't work out, but pretty sure that it will. Um, and you know, it's it's a journey in life, right? So, don't don't let misconceptions sure. or fears stop you from doing that. But totally. Well, and I I think that's a just a good thing too to highlight. So the you know you you're exactly right. Like you don't need the big fancy titles to start speaking, and you certainly don't need the big fancy titles to um, start your own business. What I would say is be cognizant too that you do truly have the experience. And whatever it is that you're going to be doing, right, whether it's selling technology, selling, selling consulting services, make sure you have some tenure built in there. You know, yeah. if I see another consultant that was in sales for a year and is now a sales consultant, I'm just going to throw myself <laughs> out the window here. No, that's My totally God. true. It, it, it's <laughs> really right. checking your ego, right? Am I trying to share this yeah. because, I'm, because I'm sharing it from an ego perspective or am I sharing <sighs> it because I really have the understanding and success and experience with it that I think I can help other people. And when you ask yourself that question, you're truthful about it, you know, then you're always going to lead in in the right direction if you're being truthful with yourself. So I totally agree. 
Well, totally. I know that we are at the end of time, but just as we close, I'd love to hear who are the thought leaders that you follow and would recommend our listeners also subscribe to. Yeah, so um, these might be obvious ones, but I, I really do love their content. So um, one, I adore Adam Grant. So if anybody knows, uh, if anybody doesn't know Adam Grant, uh, he's the youngest tenured professor at Wharton Business School. Um, he, um, I think he's brilliant. He kind of looks like a baby Uncle Fester. Hopefully he's not listening. I don't, I don't think it'll ever happen. But um, so while he's not the most attractive gentleman, he is a, a brilliant mind. He does a lot. Uh, he's an organizational behavioral psychologist and just does a lot about leadership, work balance, um, phenomenal books, content, podcasts. Absolutely follow him. Um, I think this one's pretty obvious, but Brene Brown, I love all of her, her podcasts as well. And I think she does a great job of interviewing a variety of people, right? So you get a, a good piece of just good exposure, not just in one narrow sector. And then Another thing I would just say is, um, from a thought leadership perspective, invest in some um, some newsletters about the world. So if you're not big on, you know, reading the news and hopping on and, and getting uh, your your newsfeed on a daily basis, look for some newsletters that can pipe in uh, what you need to know about business and just the world around you. My personal favorite is the Deal Book. Uh, I think it's actually just Deal Book uh, by uh, Andrew Ross Sorkin of the New York Times. I think on the complete opposite side of the spectrum is very handsome. I'm sure his wife totally appreciates me saying that. Um, but as does, <laughs> as does my fiance Ryan. Um, but uh, that, those would be my recommendations. What? Who do you? Who do you follow, Christy? What? What are your inspirations? So I've become really big into podcasts. Um, I've just found yeah. as an entrepreneur, they actually really help settle me and motivate me, especially yeah, cool. you know, when, uh, even when it was just Chuck and I starting off the business, right? Um, you know, you don't have like all of these people in an office when you're doing everything to kind of like rally you up or um, do those types of pieces. And I found that it was just very settling. So how I built this um, by guy, I'm forgetting his last name just off the top of my head. But if you've ever listened to that, it's just so fantastic. And it has, you know, really successful entrepreneurs from all walks of life, um, including females and from all different types of industries. And I just found that, you know, it's incredibly valuable, um, to just kind of hear what they went through, um, and, and all those things. So, um, and then if you've ever heard of the podcast gold digger, um, no, no. And that, let me just clarify just cause we're on microphone goal digger. Um, but um, <laughs> not with not a gold. at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So want to make sure, um, that that's, that that's, uh, enunciated correctly. Um, <laughs> But it's um, by Jenna Kutcher and it's a, she, you know, she used to be, um, you know, in, in corporate America, but now she just shares like really great tips for growing your business and marketing. And it's just a fun podcast to listen to. And it's from a female perspective and she normally has female guests um, oh, wow. of all different types of, you know, success backgrounds, which I love. It's not just people that you go, well, that's great um, that, you know, they've, they've run a hundred million dollar company that doesn't necessarily, you know, relate to me where I'm just trying to get to 10 million or something like that. Right. So I, I love the right. variety and diversity there. So those would be two totally. that I just think are awesome to listen to, but I'm, I'm going to look that up. I, that sounds like a really good one. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thanks Sam for joining us for this episode and so excited to, for your business and all the success you've had and excited to chat and 
one day we're going to meet in person after COVID, after this pandemic, and I'm going <laughs> to buy you that drink that I've been promising you for five years. So I can't, I cannot wait. Thank you so much for having me. So nice to chat with you as always. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Sam. Bye everyone. <laughs>